This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9. Good evening and welcome along to In Touch, City Talks Rugby League Hour with myself, Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. And tonight we're turning our attention to round five of Super League. All our local Northwest sides are in action tomorrow night. And between now and seven this evening, we'll hear from Wigan coach Sean Wayne, who saw his side slip to a last minute defeat in a thrilling game at Castleford. I'm very defence orientated and I would expect us to, to, to pull that game off and get two points. But... You know, the way we leaked the tries and, and, and some of the defensive errors we made, you know, it's uh, it was tough to watch and it's been a tough morning for the players. So We'll talk to Saints coach Nathan Brown about Castleford as well. He says it's good for the sport that the Tigers are proving the critics wrong this year. Obviously, it's appearing like Cassa aren't just a, a flash in the pan, you know, like to, to get the results they're getting and do it consistently well against good teams shows that they said at the start of the year they were confident they'd had a very good pre-season. You know, it's only great for the game that you know, a strong cast is, is terrific for all of us. We'll also chat with Josh Jones shortly too. Warrington's Tony Smith reflects on that win over London Broncos and the upcoming test against the Salford Red Devils, who are out to prove themselves. Dangerous game for us. Um, they're going through a little bit of their inconsistencies in some respects. They've got a few changes, a lot of changes of personnel come in, but sure they'll be looking to put out a big effort this weekend. Steve and I will also look at that ambitious bid from Dr Marwan Kukash's wife to buy struggling Bradford Bulls. New Wolves signing Matty Russell talks about his ambitions for the season ahead and getting over that foot injury once and for all. I just tried to make an impact really and yeah we got we got the win in the end and it was just good to get, get that second half under my belt and hopefully see what happens next week. And witnesses Christine talks about the Vikings' incredible form to date and Dennis Betts looks ahead at their first trip on the road to Leeds Rhinos. It's a great test for us. Leeds have recruited fantastically well. You know they've got a great culture at the place. They're a good club. So plenty to get through between now and seven tonight on City Talk 105.9. Before we do, though, let's catch up with all the goings-on of last week. Here's Nick Smith. Witness Vikings kept up their impressive form on Thursday evening at home to Salford Red Devils in a game that saw Rangi Chase, Gareth Hogg and Francis Melly kept on the sidelines through injury. Witness ended 32-18 winners. On Friday night, Saints Adam Smith bagged a brace and Luke Walsh kicked five goals. Aston Helens continued to set the example at the top of the table with a 38-18 victory over Hull KR. This week also saw St Helens winger Addy Gardner join the Robins on loan. Hull FC were 44-16 winners over Bradford, Huddersfield and Leeds played out a thrilling 12-all draw. On Sunday, Reese Evans ran in four tries as Warrington came from behind to defeat London 44-16. Meanwhile, Chris Riley headed to Wakefield for a month's loan. He helped the Wildcats to their first win of the season, beating Catalan Dragons 56-14. And it was a real seesaw of a game between Castleford and Wigan as the lead changed several times, with the Tigers running out 36-31, eventual win. Cheers, Nick. So good evening to my co-host, Steve Manning, back in the studio at the top of the City Talk or Radio City Tower tonight. I tell you what, I had last week off on a little bit of a holiday, ended up getting struck down with what you can still hear a little bit now. And the week before that, you had the lurgy. What's going on? I don't know. It's a good job I didn't come in. I actually could have been on death's door because that's where I was. People would have talked if that had been the case. (laughs) I know. This is very frightening. Rumours, rumours, rumours. Um, so uh, this past week, we've seen, a, I suppose you could say, quite a few surprising results in some of them. Uh, most obvious place to start, that Wigan-Castleford game, incredible game. 
I was, and I, I knew, I knew you didn't uh, declare you're going to do this on me, and uh, that smirk on your face when you was uh, mentioning it earlier on. Um, it was a great game. It was a, it was it was a, a great, great game. game for the neutral. Yeah, no, it was. It was a fantastic game for for the neutral. Watching the match highlights of that as well. Matty Smith gets that drop goal, and you think that's going to seal it, and then they, they just come back into it. it it's Wigan's defence. It just doesn't seem to be happening right now. It's not at the moment, but uh, it will get better. We're all into round four. But the bottom line is that uh, they came from behind in the first half and uh, they appeared to have done the job. And it's all about that slackening off, isn't it? It's just that just that little bit where you're not switched on on your game. They thought that uh, Luke Dorn was going to go for a drop goal and he fooled everybody by going through a big gap that had been left for him. Mm. And fair play to him. Fair, fair play to Castleford uh, Tigers. Um, but when you score 31 points, you don't expect to come away pointless. And that's what uh, Wigan Warriors did. And uh, no doubt he will be working on the defence because Sean Wayne prides himself on it. Uh, but I think uh, he also says that, uh, fair play, Castleford were the better team on the day. Uh, these days, there's not a lot of honest, honesty in the game. But uh, what you get is what you see with Sean. But uh, I have no doubt that uh, okay, I could feel the... Uh, Backlash uh, this weekend. The wrath. Well, let's hear from Wigan coach Sean Wayne now as well. He says he's put the side through their paces this week in training. To be honest, if we'd have won the game, I'd have felt a bit embarrassed. They, they were the better team. Um, we were nowhere near our best. But you know, when you consider that we come so close to winning it with a below par performance, it, it, you know, it shows you that the standards are very high here. So if we play anything like against Castleford, you know, we win the game uh, quite easily. But it wasn't. It wasn't to be. Fair play to them. They, they, they wanted a bit more and they played well. You came back obviously a couple of times. What uh, scoring thirty-one? You'd expect to come away with a win, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm very defence-orientated, and I would expect us to, to to pull that game off and get two points. But you know, the way we leaked the tries and, and, and some of the defensive errors we made, you know, it's uh, it was tough to watch, and it's been a tough morning for the players. So um, all the players have been very honest, and, and all we can do is, is work hard and, and get back to performing the, the best we can. You've touched on Josh Charlie. Did he show the attitude that you you were talking about last week uh, coming back into the game? Uh, yeah, nearly, nearly. He's not he's not far off. Um, Josh is a good player. I rate him very highly, and he just needs to keep working on his game. and uh, And I won't leave him alone until he does. And it's same with Budgie, same with Dan Sargent, and and uh, well, same with everybody. I, I want a certain level of performance, and we're not quite there yet with a, with a, a lot of our players. and uh, but they all know how they need to improve, where they need to improve, and um, and the show and desire to me that they, they want to improve. So and that's why they're staying here. So you've got OKR coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, they lost at the weekend, but they showed the resilience in that first half at St Helens, although they got done in that third quarter. Yeah, they did. Uh, and uh, I was saying before, they have some good talent, good halves, and. They have a, a, a very big mobile middle, so you know we need to aim up, and they all seem to improve on the performances when they come to DW. So we need to make sure that our defence is a lot more solid than uh, than what it was, uh, you know, on on, on Sunday's game. So uh, I'm, I've no problem with our attack. Our, our attacks uh, were scoring more points than what we did at this stage last year. So we'll always score tries because we, we have good edges and we have, we have a strong middle. But uh, defence is, uh, is is where I want us to concentrate on this weekend. But you're not worried. Uh... Early start of the season with the two losses uh, in the season. Oh no, 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 not not at all. You know, I would be if it was three quarters away through the season. But you know, we've had a tough start to the year with, with everything combined, and you know, all the change we've made with the personnel. Um, uh, you know, we're doing all right. We're doing okay. We went to a tough place against the team. What's one three out of three? So um, 
you know, I'm a realist, I understand where we're at, we, we can improve on that performance, but, you know, I'm, I'm not worried or panicking uh, about anything at the minute. I, I know that will come good and that will come good very soon. And you've got Don Manfred, he's going to uh, the Red Devils for a, a month, uh, helping continue his education. Yeah, it'll be good for him and obviously Greg Burke's been called short this time at Bradford, but... You know, Dom going to uh, Salford will be fantastic for him. They'll, they'll love him. They're getting a good, really good player. But we're well covered with Ian Thornley and Anthony Gelling on, on, on the wing if, he, if he's ever needed. So we just feel he'll get more out of um, playing regular first-team football over there. Wigan coach Sean Wayne speaking there. Of course, they face a whole KR at the DW tomorrow night. Bit of team news ahead of that one. Sean O'Loughlin and uh, Gil Dudson back in the squad. Logan Tompkins has been moved to hooker as Michael Michalorum, or Mickey Michalorum, as everyone knows him as. Mickey Mac. Is, uh, is, of course, suspended for three games. Uh, turning our attention now to St. Helens, top of the table. Another great performance at the weekend. Saints just seem to be doing all things right right now, Steve. Yeah, Sorry got- to just go from Wigan to this, but, you know, it's got to be done. Why could we not have left it till last? You had plenty of time to gloat last year. <laughs> um, he laughs last, last best. Um, but no, uh, taking a look at, at, at their form as well, I mean, it's got to give the, the Saints fans something to, to really sort of keep them going after what we've seen the last few seasons. And I know we're only four, five games in, but still, I think people are starting to think, oh, we've got something here. Yeah, Nathan Brown doesn't get in too excited, but they got off to a fantastic start and it was Saints... Uh, try scoring of your picking up the half chance and blistering down that wing and uh, 12-0 up you start thinking well here we go but fair play to okay yeah, they came back but uh, those uh, five tries in that third quarter basically put paid to uh, okay chances albeit they scored a well a rather strange try at the end which would have left uh, Nathan Brown not happy really as such because it was so slow motion yeah uh, but uh, as much as anything, everybody was looking forward to a lot of call. Well, I will I call him a novelty signing at this stage. Yeah, yeah Mossy, Mo- Mossy, 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 Mossy We finally saw him. Uh, come on, but uh, you thought maybe a little bit of a culture shock. Yeah, uh, it was rather clever, really, because they had the other subs bench on. And they left him till last, and he came on. And I'm, I'm sure on his uh, first uh, run or play forward to get the ball, he, he knocked on, and he. It, it was like trying to get into it sort of thing. Everybody, the crowd, see, come on, you know, he got, got a great roar, he got a great reception. And mm. I think everybody was expecting what they saw in the World Cup, you know, the the, the tackles, like the rollerball coming down, and it and it didn't quite work out for him. But at the end of the day, he got 20 minutes, and he's got, it's all about game time. And when you think about the, the bench that Saints used at the weekend, it's it does uh, board well for them. And uh, oh, I, I think I've already said who I think is going to win the grand final, and it's not Wigan. And uh, you've got a smirk on your face because you know who I haven't predicted. So it'll work both ways. I'll either be bad at what I do or I can have a little chuckle if I put the, uh, the as it were, the Steve Manning spell on Saints. But I do think Saints will win the grand final this year. Well, let's hear from uh, Saints youngster Josh Jones now. He's having a, a really good season. He's one of the youngest members of the side at just 20. came through the ranks last year as well. Says he's not looking too far ahead, but he's enjoying where they are right now. It's obviously good, good, great for the, for the club and for, for, the, for the players to have a... Such a good start. It's really refreshing to to be at the top of the table, but obviously we can't rest on where, where we're at. We've got to keep keep fighting. We've got a lot of games left, and, and to hopefully be able to uh, get to a few finals. That would be nice this year. But we've got to just take week week by week, and hopefully we can stay at the top of the table. The game itself on uh, Friday, you got off to a fantastic start, opening up uh, with those two opening tries, and then they came back, and uh, it took some doing, perhaps, for get back in the groove, perhaps in that second half. Oh yeah, I think I think we've. we've uh, we started really, really well. We we we, we laxed off a bit. I think we thought the game was won, which which is which is not not right. 
but luckily we've got players like like Walsh and Johnny and everyone in the team that have got a great leadership about and literally just took us and said, listen, we've got we've just got to perform better. And luckily in the second half we we, we got told um, what to do with Browning, Kesman and Jammer and we, we just hope <laughs> delivered, which is what, what we need to do. We won, so it's a it was it was, it was a great win. They were a tough side, OK, and they've got some really good players and it was really, really nice to, to, to get a good win. Was it a little bit more composed and quieter in the dressing room at half time than Perhaps the OLFC dressing room, and I don't want you to tell us what was said. <laughs> yeah, it, it was uh, more, more relaxed. I don't think uh, it's not a man like Browning to be shouting and bawling at everyone. So it, 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 we obviously got told what we needed to improve on. But yeah, there was no, it was, it was nothing like the whole FC one. Now. And I suppose a little bit frustrating, I suppose, from a coach's point of view, from the players' point of view, that they had the last word with that try in the second half. Uh, I mean, professionally, you don't like giving them away, but I'm sure you'd like to nil them. Oh yeah, definitely. But the try to try, we we will take them when we need to take them. But luckily, we we got enough points to uh, to, to win the game comfortably. But yeah, it, it's frustrating, especially to to concede it the way we did. It's just unlucky. But we just we just take on the chin. And we will hear from Saints coach Nathan Brown a little bit later on In Touch. Turning our attention now to Witness Vikings, of course, another brilliant performance from them at the weekend. Their form is vastly improved, or continuing, I should say, at the end of last season as well. I know Salford had a number of key players out as well, the likes of Gareth Hock and Francis Melly at the weekend. Ranky Chase, of course, still missing. Salford aren't going to be very happy with that result, but for Dennis Betts, it's just showing that you know consistency is key. They've kept with him at the Select Security Stadium over the past couple of seasons. A bit of a sticky one in their first year back up in Super League. And now I think we're really beginning to see the dividends of that, Steve. Yeah, I think he's a developer and he's got a good squad coming together. He bought a marquee player last year. I know it's a tenuous word these days, but they bought a marquee player in Kevin Brown, who was injured at the beginning of the season, so came in late. Uh, this season is on his pre-season, etc., etc. They brought Danny Tickle in and they brought Danny Galea in and Obviously, they've got players on long-term loan as well, like uh, Paul Clough. So it's it's looking good for them, but uh, their uh, litmus test is uh, this weekend when they go to the Leeds Rhinos. But against Salford, they played some really good stuff. They were 6-0 up, and then they went to 12-6 down. What a fantastic try by uh, Greg Johnson mm. when they'd had all the possession. You know, All the stats must have had the witness Vikings about 12-18-0 up. But they came back in that second half, and this they scored some sparkling tries, and uh, they killed off uh, Marlon Kukashi's chance of, of a win. Uh, he wasn't happy again, but uh, when you put in what he's put in, you can understand his uh, frustration as to what's happened. You can do. We will talk a little bit more about Dr Marlon Kukash. Indeed, the family affair happening with the Kukashes in the world of uh, Super League. But uh, let's hear from uh, witness coach Dennis Betts now. You caught up with him early this week. It was a good game. I thought it was um, the best Salford have played all year. They came here with a real purpose and intent on making it physical, making it hard and and it was certainly that. I know our lads are a bit beaten up and bashed about after the game and but they, they put in a really solid performance. I thought defensively we were really good. Like there was only two occasions in the game and then um, two of the smallest players on the field caused us the most problems but I thought we worked really hard and we um, we were good value for the win. In the first half, though, you, you were in control, got a great try early doors, and then two individual efforts by them, but uh, you came storming back in that second half. Yeah, we'd, we'd, well, the game's played over 80 minutes, it doesn't matter what the scoreline is at half-time, or, but we know, we know that if we just keep knocking on the door and we keep doing the things that we practised and we do keep working on the things that we are, then we're going we're gonna to get close in the end. Oh, and um, Like I said, I, I felt we were unfortunate in the first half with a couple of opportunities that we didn't take it really early in the game. Um, a great individual try from Johnson, the winger, 
on the weekend was was an outstanding effort. But a lot, couple of our lads as well feel a little bit disappointed in themselves because of the way he scored it. But um, and then a little bit of ricochet for a, a kick, kick try, and they pushed through. And, but other than that, in the first half, say say we had some great field position, we had good good control, and we just we just didn't have that little bit of killer instinct to get us a get us a try that would have like, maybe taken us away when we were six 0 up. So it's. It's, it's pleasing in the sense that we know we can play better, but defensively we're really strong, restricting them to, like say, a kick try and a couple of individuals on one-on-one tackles. But as a group, I felt we were, um, we were very strong on the weekend. Witness coach Dennis Betts, you will hear a little bit more from him later, as well as from the Vikings at Chris Dean. It's time for a quick break now on City Talk 105.9. But join us again after the break, and we'll also chat with Matty Russell and Nathan Brown and Tony Smith. In touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown, City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to In Touch on City Talk 105.9. I'm Lauren Moss. Steve Manning joins me too. And between now and seven every Thursday night, we talk all things rugby league, well, Super League mainly at any rate, every Thursday on In Touch. Uh, turning our attention to uh, Salford Red Devils now. Uh, of course, the colourful chairman's making all sorts of headlines. He has been doing since he, he came into the sport. And we, we love the entertaining value and what he's done for the game, actually. There's no doubt about that. He's put Super League in the spotlight across, you know, the headlines across the world, actually, Dr. Marwin Kukash. But this week has been a bit of a up and down one for him. He's been fined £1,000 by the RFL for uh, comments uh, he made at the Salford uh, Red Devils media launch as well. Things he said on Twitter, which uh, he said, uh, can anyone tell me what was wrong with my comments? I did not receive a single complaint from the people who were there speaking my mind uh, but the RFL um, aren't very happy with some of the comments he's made. He's, he's been quite vocal about criticisms of the governing body anyway. Uh, but this week, it takes another turn. Today, he's revealed that his uh, his wife, Mandy, is uh, going to come up with a bid to buy Bradford Bulls and uh, insists it is a genuine bid and there will be no conflicts of interest if she is successful. We know Bradford have been struggling with their finances for a few years now at least and it took a turn again at the start, so just before the start of the season. Steve, what do you make of these headlines? It's um, just just continuing, isn't it? And it is, it is good value and it does give us something to talk about as well. It does, doesn't it? And first of all, in relation to um, the £1,000 fine, it reminds me of that uh, phrase from Monty Python, you've been a naughty boy. <laughs> and uh, I think basically the rugby league are saying, no, this is how it works. He's like, having his wrist slapped at the fact that we're in charge, this is how it works. I didn't go to that uh, media press conference, so it's difficult for me to, or that media day. Yeah, so we, it's, we it's difficult to comment on. Uh, but I believe it's a little bit colourful, but uh, it's really nothing to when he launched the devolution, perhaps a little bit more colourful than previously. And uh, the, the thing was, I would imagine that uh, Super League TV were there and that they'd filmed it. Now, whether when he has another one, he'll have uh, Super League TV filming or not, filming it or not, I don't know. But I, I, if people from the RFL were there, it wasn't the smartest thing to do, really. But I'm not going to question a uh, Mr. Kukashi's integrity in relation to the Bradford Bulls. That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Uh, he's also allegedly or involved with trying to resurrect Swinton Lions, who are in mm-hmm. dire straits. But uh, the, 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 there has a precedent been set in relation to what he wants to do uh, over at Leeds. Gary Hetherington, as it were, is the leading light there. 
his wife Kath was involved with All FC, and she's now involved at Wakefield Trinity Wildcats. So it's it's been done differently, perhaps not owning the club, but having an involvement with them. But uh, if they can do to Bradford Bulls what he's tried doing at the Salford Red Devils, it means that uh, we could get a thriving Bradford Bulls. But it's a case of watch this space. I know that there are other people involved. Instinct says that uh, it's going to go to um, uh, the guy that's involved with uh, in, in London. I think it's called Richard Lamb. Uh, he was involved in some, uh, as it were, promotion involved with the World Cup who was, is wanting, wanting to put a bid in with his business acumen, albeit that he's no past uh, knowledge of rugby league apart from being involved in the World Cup. But uh, if uh, Mrs Kukash gets involved, uh, it's going to be headline, 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 isn't it? It is, and I think that can only be good for the sport as well. I mean, he's coming up, uh, Dr Kukash, with all sorts of ideas. The marquee player um, got turned down by the majority uh, in the end of clubs to have a marquee player outside the salary cap as well. And he is trying to add that commodity value to give our sport that that, that bit of talkability as well. And I think we can't really go sort of turning our heads or, or, or sniffing at, you know, if there is a genuine bid to buy a struggling Super League club if they're not inundated with offers. But like you say, you've got that gentleman down south who is interested and he's been interested for a mm-hmm. while as well. So I think it is a question of just watching this space. Of course, Salford back in action tomorrow night against Warrington Wolves. Um, Warrington had a bit of a scare against against London at the weekend, but uh, came good eventually. And uh, coach Tony Smith says uh, he was pleased with the overall performance and the steps they're taking to improve, but knows that Salford will definitely have a point of their own to make tomorrow night. Dangerous game for us. Um, they're going through a little bit of their inconsistencies in some respects. They've got a few changes, a lot of changes of personnel come in, but uh, even within that, they've had a few injuries and, and suspensions. and So it's a bit been a bit disruptive for them, but I'm sure they'll be looking to put out a big effort this weekend. They're, they're looking for that consistency, like we all are at this stage of the year. So I'm sure they'll be um, uh, trying their be- their very best. We're going to prepare for their best, and uh, hopefully we can put out pretty pretty good as well. So if we do that, it should be a good game of rugby league. I don't know you'll have watched the DVD, whatever sort of thing, and uh, a player perhaps who's now just jumped up from the radar, Greg Johnson, that try, he's come from a standing start. I mean, uh, you'd, have, you'd have worked on him anyway, but when you see him doing that, you, you know what he's capable of. Yeah, he's a super young player. I've seen him for a number of years now, watched him, and he's got some great speed and great footwork and, and really strong young man, and uh, you know, he's been waiting for an opportunity to really grab hold of it, and at the moment he's grabbing hold of it at Salford. So, you know, he's, uh, he's doing well. He's one of those... Young guys who, uh, when when you give them an opportunity, they can show you what they can do, and uh, he's certainly doing that at the moment. So yeah, we'll have to be strong there, and you know their, their back three are very good bringing the ball back, and Denny Williams is a very strong young man on the other side. So you know that's a big part of their play, and uh, we'll have to be very good this week. Just touching on the players that obviously can't make it, they've uh, got out on once lawn initially. Uh, Chris Riley. Yes, it's a um, great opportunity for Chris. He's um, probably had a couple of people jump past him in the early season and probably some good reason for that he had a, an off season that was hampered by recuperating from a, an operation and it, it just put him back a little bit And so I think it's, he sort of started a little bit behind the eight ball in terms of getting that pre-season under his belt and um, you know, a couple of young guys have jumped past him and taken their opportunity so you know, rather than you know, Chris stay playing in the championship, um, we got a phone call from Richard Agar the other day and saying he was uh, keen to get an outside back and 
and rather than Chris uh, continue at, at the championship level waiting for an opportunity to arise with us, it was a case of you know, Super League or Championship, it was a no-brainer, he's jumped at it and uh, you know, and he did a good job for them on, and had a good win last weekend and the feedback was really good about his performance. So please for Chris, he just needs to play some rugby league and get some rugby league under his belt and um, we just weren't able to give him that just at the moment. Warrington Wolves coach Tony Smith and we will hear from their new signing Matty Russell a little bit later on as well. Witness Vikings also in action tomorrow night. They're off to, to Leeds, their first away trip this season, uh, hoping to continue their, their winning form. And they've put out some really impressive performances on the eye pitch, but taking it on the road will be their biggest challenge to date so far. Christine was one of the try scorers last Thursday night against Salford and he says he's really pleased with how they're going. It was a good performance. Um, we really had to work hard for it. I think it was it was probably a, that and after the Huddersfield game was a really tough test for us, but we come through it and we we showed we showed good resilience and, and good and a lot of effort to, to get the win and and I thought we did really well in the end. You mentioned that I thought you were six 0 up and perhaps deserved more, but all of a sudden they come back in it. You were two tries, one a superb individual effort by the young lad on the wing, and uh, so you went in like. Struggling a little bit, perhaps. Yeah, well, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say we were struggling. I thought we felt comfortable in the, in the game, and it was just just one one that individual effort, like you said, from from the winger, and uh, we, we we knew we was in the game still going into half time, and, and at half time it was said just don't worry about about the scoreline, just keep playing our game and do what we're doing, and and, the, and it'll come. Right? So so we wasn't worried at all. We we knew we was playing well enough to to get the win. Well, you certainly did that in that second half and uh, some cracking tries uh, all around the field. Yeah, it was. I mean, we, we, there's no doubt that we, we can sc- we score good tries. I think we showed that last year. We scored a few really good tries last year. So, But I think it, it comes on top of, of the forwards working hard and, and, and they, they lay the platform for, for the backs to, to score some, some decent tries. So you're three from three. They've all been home games, but uh, no disrespect to the first one, but... They've been competitive, haven't they? And to each one taking up perhaps to that next level. Yeah, they have. I mean, like you said, three home games. Some people will be saying, "Oh, they're not going away yet." But I mean, you've just got to play what's in front of you, and and you do have an advantage with the fans getting behind you. Our fans are brilliant; they get behind us a lot every game. But it's going to be a tough test this week. But going to Edinley, everyone's relishing the the, the challenge and. The fans get on top on top of them, and but it'll be a good challenge for us all, and, and um, we'll just we'll just do, keep doing what we're doing. And something's got to give there, haven't they? They're unbeaten, you're unbeaten, and you're going there in your first first away game, and you had a great performance last year, although that's in the past. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we can take a lot of confidence at the minute from from the way we're playing. We know how how good of how good their team is, and particularly the backline's been mentioned quite a lot this year. But it's a good challenge for everyone. It's a good challenge, especially for the back line. But our back line, that's a challenge that, that we'll be relishing. And like I said, it has, I'm assuming you focus on yourself, don't you? I mean, yeah. you can have all the plaudits in the world, but you've got to go there. And if you go with a, oh, I'm up against X, I'm up against Y. Oh, definitely. I mean, we, we're concentrating on our own game, absolutely. Like, we're not, we're not thinking, oh, God, we're playing against such a person, we're playing against such a person. I mean, we're just concentrating ourselves, we're confident in our own ability and we're confident we can do a job when we get there. So, it's been a great weekend for you, such. Uh, I didn't realise until I came in that you're a, a Wigan Athletic fan, so uh, perfect weekend really for you. Two points and uh, 
a trip to Wembley. I don't know whether it, that'll clash with your uh, games at all coming up, but uh, I'm yeah, sure you'll be hoping worker flanker at uh, <laughs> no. you're not playing on that day when they're playing those at semi. Uh, no, we've got a game that day, so unfortunately uh, I'll, I'll miss it. But I mean, yeah, great result for for, for the Wigan team at the weekend. I mean, I'm season ticket holder, so I'll go every game. But I went at the weekend; it was really good. Yeah, I mean, we're doing quite well at the minute. Uh, no one expected them to get a result um, at the weekend, so yeah, it was, it was all buzzing. <laughs> and uh, finally, your own form that this season, and how do you assess yourself? And is the more to come from Chris Dean? Yeah, I'm really happy with the way I'm going at the minute. I mean, I was, I was, I've mentioned it in the past. I was disappointed last year to to get an injury, but I've I've worked hard and and, and I've I've been really wanting to jump. I've been chomping at the bit really to get back playing, and and I just want to I just want to keep working hard and doing what I'm doing and and, and keeping my place in the team. Witness Vikings at Christine there. So the Vikings are off to Leeds tomorrow night. So Leeds also unbeaten. No doubt it's going to be uh, Witness's biggest test. Uh, they had that game against Huddersfield as well. That was a, another great win for them. But going on the road as well and facing Leeds Rhinos, going to be a different kettle of fish, I think, for Dennis Betts' side, Steve. I think it is. They put up a great fist of it last year and uh, just uh, didn't manage to come away with the points. But, uh, you know, they're talking about this, uh, the, the back line of uh, Leeds Rhinos. But then if you start adding at the six and seven, and then you start adding the forwards, you know, you could end, end up breaking into a cold sweat of what's going to be in front of you. But uh, I don't think Dennis is under any uh, disillusions of what, what he's going to face. And if you focus too, they know what, everybody knows what those players are going to do. So if you focus too much on them, you know, you're going to go off the ball, aren't you? But uh, it should be a cracking game. It'll just show how far that uh, Witness Vikings have come. Uh, both sides are unbeaten. Something's got to give. Well, after the break, we will hear from Dennis Betts again as well and chat with Nathan Brown, Matty Russell and Tony Smith. In touch, in touch on City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to In Touch on City Talk with me, Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. It's the Rugby League Hour where we take a look at all our local Northwest Super League sides who incidentally all play tomorrow night. Before the break, we spoke to Tony Smith, Dennis Betts, Chris Dean and Josh Jones as well as Sean Wayne. Turning our attention back to St Helens now actually. Uh, they're at the top of the table. We got a glimpse of uh, their new signing, Mossy Masoy, last week and uh, this weekend they turn their attention to Catalan Dragons. Now, Catalan really not having the best of times at the minute and struck down with God knows how many injured players right now. It's really not a good time for them and they're winless, Steve. They are winless and uh, they should have been staying here for the rest of the week. But, uh, Got dragged back to the south of France. Dragged them back. Jamil Fakir has uh, been uh, downgraded. He's now playing with St. Estevs, the reserve side. Brent Webb is having a examination for the doctors to see where he is sort of thing. Uh, uh, so everything that can go wrong is going wrong for the Catalan Dragons in a season of relegation. Which is quite surprising because consistently over the last few years they have been up there or thereabouts in top five places. So I don't think anyone was really expecting this as well. But you can't really give a, a expect injuries and so on, which has affected them. But is it just that really? I mean, they just don't seem to be knitting together. They don't really seem to be the same side that we saw the last couple of years at the minute. I think uh, they've not got that hunger at the minute. But when you think about it, we've talked about Widnes Vikings having three games on the spin at home. All right, there was a little bit of a reason for that. But from the Catalans' point of view, this is going to be the fourth trip game on the road. They had a home game against the uh, Leeds Rhinos. So they've got all these games to come later on in the hot months. Yeah, and, there's still plenty uh, of time for them to come good. 
Yeah, it's, it's early doors. I don't think they're going to get relegated. It'd be rather surreal if we work on the theory if they go out and uh, the London Broncos go out. But I don't see it. Um, they have got too much class and it, it is a it is a nightmare going over there, especially in the hot months of uh, the year that will be coming later on, hopefully. Uh, well, let's hear from uh, Saints coach Nathan Brown now. Of course, St Helens will host Catalan Dragons when they travel back over here tomorrow night. And it uh, looks back on his size win over Hull KR and says uh, it was a good result for them. Happy with the result. Um, there's some things that we know that we need to get a little bit better at and improve at. But as a whole, we've got a lot of respect for Hull KR as a team and to, to get the result as convincing as it was in the end, uh, we're happy with that. I know you'll focus on your own side, but perhaps an unexpected victory by Castleford uh, Tigers at the weekend. Uh, you've got them sharing the leadership with you. Yeah, they're playing well, Cass, aren't they? I mean, they've been, you know, by a lot of people's terms, probably surprised and witnessed a three from three. You know, there's some, so there's some sides there from last year which finished in the lower half of the competition, which are improving and which is, you know, at the end of the day, that's making the competition better and it's only better for the comp. But, um, yeah, if we can... You know, I still think we're going to be one of the teams to beat regardless of the result yesterday and obviously it's appearing like Casa aren't just a, a flash in the pan you know like to, to get the results they're getting and do it consistently well against good teams shows that you know they said at the start of the year they were confident they'd had a very good pre-season you know the coach said that a number of times and their players were speaking very confidently and and when you watch them play you can understand why which again it's only great for the game that you know a strong Cass is, is terrific for all of us. So you've got Catalan Dragons this weekend. Uh, they took a bit of a shellacking, for want of a better expression. Uh, what are you expecting from them? Oh, look, they've gone through an unfortunate time with injury, haven't they? Uh, uh, Catalans have lost some very, very key personnel. And uh, they'll obviously be a little bit smarting after the performance on the weekend against Wakefield. So I'm sure we'll get a side that's going to come here and have, it, and have a real crack. And, uh, you know, for us, you know, it's about us playing well. And, and if we can play well, we'll give ourselves a good chance again. Did he come out of uh, the game of the weekend injury-free? Yeah, just some bumps and bruises. Yeah, so the guys have come through pretty well, which is pleasing. And you put Lancet uh, standoff, brought uh, Gary into uh, the centre position. W- was Mark in? You know, was it just a case of giving him a rest? No, nah, Mark's injured. Yeah, he's unfortunately got a slight, slight quad strain at training uh, last week. So, you know, he's whether he can play in the next week or two, we're not sure. But you know, Percy's form's been good, and Lance's form's been good. So. Uh, that's uh, just a bit of an unfortunate mishap for Percy so we're not confident that he'll be available this week neither so but if he is he'll come straight back in if he's not we'll, we'll have to have a look at our team So did it help a little bit to make the decision that you might have had to make at six that little bit easier? Um, well Lance was going to hold his spot anyway because he deserved to so mm. uh, Lance was in and you know you know, Wheels wasn't going to be in and you know, for Wheels he got an, an opportunity on the back of Percy's bad luck and uh, yeah, so Lance is playing really, really well. Really impressed with how Lance is going. So, you know, he'll, he, him and Walsh are looking like they're a good combination at the moment. And Eddie Gardner, he's going out uh, on loan to OKR. You happy with that? Yeah, well, look, Eddie's a Super League player and he needs to play Super League. Mm. And, uh, you know, with Tommy and, and Swifty playing well, and, you know, Percy's only got a short term bump, so he. You know, he's not going to be out for long. And we've got Matty Dawson, we've got a lot of confidence in as well. So, you know, guards are going for months to play with Hulk is going to be in everyone's best interest.
Saints coach Nathan Brown speaking there. Uh, a little bit of uh, squad news ahead of that game actually tomorrow night. So Anthony Walker is going to come in for Mark Percival. Paul Wellens, big game for him, big night, set to make his 500th career appearance as well. And John Wilkin too, a bit of a landmark night for him, reaching his 350th appearance too. And of course, Catalan do have a number of players out injured. Probably too many to actually uh, list at the minute as well, but it will see Leon Price returning to St Helens, of course, not to to Nosy Road and he uh, wasn't part of the side when they moved to Langtree Park. Uh, Matty Russell uh, got his debut for Warrington at the weekend, just passed against London Broncos. Now, Warrington still seemed to be having a little bit of a, a shaky start. I mean, they, they did come back from behind and it was, you know, the scoreline looked quite convincing as well. But I don't think Tony Smith was too impressed to see them go behind. But as for, for Matty Smith as well, um, working on his match fitness, and that, I think that's the, probably the case still at this stage in the season for, for many, especially those that have come back from injury. I think so. He must have been absolutely good that he he missed out. Uh, you know, he did the injury in Australia. But uh, Speckers have been waiting to see him. And it's a great story. He played for Wigan. I actually rated him at Wigan, but uh, he couldn't get into the team at the time. And we've got no disrespect. Sam Tompkins in front of you. You're going to struggle a little bit, aren't you? So he went over to Australia, played for the Gold Coast Titans, and he's come up with a, a deal that's brought him back home to... Uh, play for the Warrington Wolves and he uh, looked very impressive playing for Scotland in the World Cup, didn't he? So he's, Yeah, he was he's definitely one of the headline grabbers and one to talk yeah. about, I think. So uh, he, he's waiting for his chance. Uh, hopefully he'll be playing at the weekend, but uh, I'd imagine he'd love to play against his former club uh, next Thursday. Yeah, um, we will talk about that in a moment, actually. But let's hear from uh, Matty Russell, first of all. He says he's settling into life at the Halliwell Jones as well and is uh, working on getting his match fitness back after that foot injury and doing the little things right. It was good to get out there, but um, the first half as a team was a bit scrappy. Um, as I came on, we were I think we were 16-4 down or maybe 16-10. Um, but it was yeah, it was good to get a run out and uh, properly test my ankle because you can do as much training as you want, but it's not like the full game time and the contact and things like that. So it was good just to test that out and yeah, it was good to get a game under my belt. And it must have been uh, frustrating for you, you know, you've come over obviously back back home, so to speak, from Gold Coast Titans. You had a well of a World Cup and then this injury ended your progress perhaps for the pre season and starting a ground zero round one yeah definitely um, I only trained like three weeks and then I went to Australia and it was the first day I did it um, but it could have been worse like the thing the scan that came back was just bone bruising but with the injury I did it could have been I could have been eight, eight nine weeks and I've only missed three games so I'm pretty happy with that and hopefully not miss any more has it been a case of resting it and just seeing what happens, letting everything calm down, so to speak, rather than going deeper into it? Yeah, definitely. With a with a bone bruising, it's just it's a quite a weird injury because if you keep flaring it up, it'll go worse. So um, it was nice just to get, yeah, it was, I needed needed to get off my feet because the more I ran, it would just flare up. So yeah, it was three games. I could have maybe touch and go with the whole game because, but I didn't have enough preparation. But it was good just to get that week under my belt training then into the London game. And you've touched on that, so you came off the bench. Brilliant move by Tony, and uh, obviously involved in uh, the win itself. Then, yeah, it was um, it was a bit weird <coughs> coming off the bench, something I've never done before. But um, I just tried to make an impact, really. And um, yeah, we got we got the win in the end, and it was just good to get get that second half under my belt, and hopefully see what happens next week. But yeah, just work wherever I want to play. I'll, if it, if Tony wants me to play, even um, I'll play. So that was, that was a nice question, really. You came through it, obviously a little bit of fatigue, but that's yeah. all. Yeah, it was. Um, I was probably blowing a bit more than I'm used to because I've not been um, training as much. But 
Uh, I think that will come come with game time. Obviously, like a lot a lot of your fitness is just match fitness because you can do as much training as you want. But if you're doing the match fitness, that's that's what you need. And it's the uh, Salford Red Devils because uh, they'll be under pressure because they've got, I suppose, one a better expression, a colourful, larger than live chairman. Whereas the Simon Moran, he's there, but he keeps, as it were, in the background, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a bright character, the Kukash, um, but he's bringing something to the game, and he's. Um, He's, he's saying these players he wants to sign and it's all good really but um, he's just probably he probably could focus a bit bringing his youth youth through because when you do get these injuries that's when you need that that youth side just to help you out and from your own point of view obviously it's a, it's a big circle really isn't it you, you began your career at Wigan went uh, down under Gold Coast Titans and you're back here at Warrington Wolves who are like Wigan they're one of the sides that are going to be challenging for the uh, pots at the end of the season yeah, definitely started with Wigan and it was like Warrington, it's just a, it was a good culture there and I went out to Australia and that was a good experience for me too, so to come back to a top club like Warrington was uh, yeah, really, really good and I uh, snatched it with both hands really just to come back. Well, what's your hopes now then for the rest of the season as, uh, as Matty Russell rather than the Warrington Wolves? Um, just to get um, games under my belt and get a bit more... Uh, experience playing with the Warrington side and mixing with what how they like to play um, and I think my confidence will grow then and if I do get, get more game time that, that'll do me a lot of good. I suppose you've also got the consolidation of the, of the contract and you know you're not thinking well is it is it or isn't it or have I got to prove I know you've got to prove yourself but you know yeah. prove yourself as pressure like you know if it's a short contract. Yeah well um, I, <coughs> I, I'm not rushing into anything anyway I'm, I think no I'm 20 I think of I don't want to be. I don't want to be thinking. Oh, I want to be playing this game. I want to be starting this game. I'm just happy to be whatever role. And if if I don't play, I just try and get back in the team. And if if I am playing, just do my best to stay in the team. It's just like, yeah, it'd just be nice just to play as much games as I can for him. Matty Russell speaking to Steve earlier this week. And uh, like Steve mentioned before we played that out, Matty will be hoping to be in the squad ahead of the game with Wigan next next week. That's going to be uh, a really spicy one as well, I think, isn't it, Steve? It's one that we've had our eye on for a while, especially after all the, the hype and uh, what went on in Australia with uh, Warrington's pre-season tour over there and working with Sydney Roosters. Well, I can't believe there won't be a full house at uh, the Halliwell Jones for that game. Again, from what you've just alluded to, it should be a cracker. Wigan haven't got a great record at uh, the Halliwell Jones, and at the moment, you could say they're in a in different form. Mm. So that is going to be a belter. Well, that will be our uh, our main talking point next week on In Touch. Actually, we're almost out of time tonight, so uh, score predictions, please, Mister Manning. Well, I've got to, I'm going to try and be sensible here again. I'm going to go by for Warrington Wolves. No, I'm no, I'll, I'll be not sensible. I'm going to go for the Salford Red Devils. Oh, as if win. I was going to do that. All right, then I'll go for the Warrington Wolves oh. by twelve. <laughs> well, that's quite a, that's quite a seesawing <laughs> change of opinion there. Okay, I'm going to say uh, Salford by six. St. Helens, I can't see them lo- not losing that one. I, I can see them winning by 24 points. Yeah, I think Saints are going to win by quite a large amount in that one as well. Witness, I don't know. I mean, I have been a bit harsh on the Vikings. And not really you have, haven't you? Some of their games, so I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to say, despite the odds being stacked against them, first game on the road and so on, and against Leeds, I think Witness could um, maybe do it by four. Well, I've got to go to, for the Rhinos, just to be argumentative, haven't I? And uh, <laughs> I think the Rhinos will win by about 12 and Wigan? Wigan, well, I think Wigan will win, but I don't think it'll be a, 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 a wipe out. I think by 10. Okay, I'm going to back Wigan as well. I'm going to say Wigan by 14. 
Wow. Wow, we'll see. Uh, who's, got, who's got the uh, the bragging rights next week? Thanks for your company and joining us on In Touch tonight. Steve and I will be back next Thursday from 6 o'clock. And if you missed any of tonight's show, the In Touch podcast will be available to listen to from tomorrow morning on citytalk.fm. This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9.